Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Alrighty, Steeler fans, it is time for the second half of our show. We'll have another special guest to break down uh, the Cowboys side of things. Uh, but before we get there, of course, uh, the first half of the show, I was joined by uh, with Tate, who's still uh, in the in the room here. Uh, Tate, uh, of course, from the Know It All podcast. Uh, and uh, Wes Hickok puts $2 in the tip jar to thank him for his time. Uh, once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor behind SteelCurtain.com. Uh, we will have Maud, or Mode rather, from uh, the Know It Alls as well, who is a Dallas Cowboys fan. So we'll get the second half, or the second part uh, partner of that uh, show, uh, breaking down the Cowboys side of things. So that's pretty exciting to get the, the second look. We haven't been able to uh, break down these guests um, like we we did back in the regular season. Uh, of course, the kind of the heart and soul of the, the Know Your Enemies podcast was getting both sides of the story and knowing what to look for in this game. Of course, it's the preseason. There's a ton of information that, uh, of course, as Steeler fans, we know uh, what we're looking out for when it comes to that quarterback battle, when it comes to nickel corner, when it comes to running back to punter, et cetera, et cetera. We know what we're looking for. Now, for we want to be tuned in and dialed in fans for the preseason We'll get the Cowboys side of things to really know uh, what we're looking for, what we're trying to understand from their uh, perspective. Of course, it's the Hall of Fame game. Uh, a number of speeches going down this weekend. Uh, Troy Polamalu's, of course, uh, kind of uh, the, the flagship speech of the weekend. So excited, and ho- hopefully he gets to uh, perform that on the stage. Uh, Bill Cowers going in. Uh, Donnie Shell. There's Bill Nunn, of course. There is a ton of Steelers going in. Of course, Alan Fanica. How could I forget? He's finally getting in as well. It's about time that uh, some of these names get recognized for the Steelers, and it's very exciting to see them uh, get to that point. Uh, before uh, Maud jumps on here, uh, just kind of my overall thoughts for Thursday's game. I, I'm I'm super excited for this one. I, I'm definitely kind of most curious, like everyone, what uh, it's going to look like when it comes to uh, these quarterbacks and how they all perform. Obviously, uh, the timetables for their snap counts will be different week to week. But, of course, in this first game, we already know what the breakdown is going to be. It's going to be chopped up into thirds, Mason Rudolph, then Dwayne Haskins, and uh, cleaned up by Josh Dobbs. Uh, If I had a guess, I I don't think we'll see uh, Ben in the second preseason game either. Really, what what does he need to prove in the preseason? Uh, But uh, I think we'll see more of like a a 50-50 split between Rudolph and Haskins in that one. Uh, then in week uh, three, I think that's when you'll see Ben get a quarter, and then uh, whichever side the Steelers are leaning will give uh, the backup quarterbacks their kind of uh, their kind of due from there. When it comes to the receivers, this is one that I'm going to be kind of interested to see how many guys the Steelers play. I don't anticipate many of kind of the top three guys, of course, being Claypool, Johnson, and Smith Schuster being in the Hall of Fame game. 
I, I think James Washington can earn himself some playing time. That might be a, an, an interesting one to watch. Um, just because he's kind of cemented himself as the fourth wide receiver, I'm, I'm, I'm not too curious. Like, I'm not too sure what uh, we'll truthfully see out of James Washington, but I do anticipate uh, him having a, a nice, uh, nice little preseason for himself. The Steelers coaches kind of have to handle that uh, to the best of their abilities. After that, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, he's still fighting for his job. Just because he's a kick returner doesn't mean he's a lock for this team by any means. Uh, Busey, Sexton, hot on his heels. If uh, the Steelers can get to some all-right kick return play, we've seen in years in years past, they will side with the better receiver than the better kick returner, regardless of their spot on the depth chart, even if it's someone that rarely plays. So that is something... I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for, I, I, like in that sense, I'm definitely pulling for McLeod because the Steelers have not had good kick returning for quite some time. Ray Ray McLeod was kind of uh, that shining light for the first time in a long time. And you think back of pure kick returners uh, when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, you got Stefan Logan in there. Uh, he was replaced after what, having like four kick return touchdowns in a preseason. The Steelers do not get hung up on these guys that get, uh, that do crazy things in those kick return games. It's a facet of the game, but I think the Steelers would rather have those guys that uh, contribute a little more on offense or defense. Uh, sometimes, of course, you'll get those defensive backs returning kicks, but we don't uh, we don't exactly know uh, what uh, what we'll get from those guys. It's one of those other things uh, we definitely have to look out for. One of the other things I'm obviously excited to see in this preseason is what these new free agents do. Uh, of course, being Trey Turner, our first look at him. Uh, really, the offensive line in general being a pretty brand new unit. Um, that's a big one to look out for. But when it comes to the free agents, uh, Melvin Ingram to see if, if he if he still has it. Trey Turner, if he looks more like Panthers Trey Turner than uh, Los Angeles Chargers Trey Turner. Uh, Arthur Mallett, that that's another guy will be kind of interesting. Joe Haig, who who looked to his credit, he was fine as a member of the Indianapolis Colts, but struggled mightily during his time uh, down there in Tampa, winning a Super Bowl a season ago. So that's one guy I'm going to keep my eye on. Uh, Rashad Coward, of course, formerly of the Bears, seems like he'll get a little bit of playing time because of the health of uh, Kevin Dotson. Doesn't seem like Dotson's going to be playing tomorrow. But uh, we will be able to see some of these depth pieces that the Steelers have acquired. Outside of that, of course, a lot of those names are coming in the offensive line. Another another kind of battle we haven't really talked about but seems to be coming to light here is that left tackle. It doesn't seem it, it's as a lock for Chooksakor for to take that spot as uh, once thought. Now it kind of seems like uh, Dan Moore Jr. could be uh, the guy that could be starting there. Uh, Jeff Schwartz's podcast, of course, uh, former NFL offensive lineman uh, in NFL media these days, uh, has has worked with uh, Dan Moore Jr. in his uh, also holding uh, that offensive line academy that him and a number of guys have participated in. So Jeff Schwartz knows this battle pretty well. And he's saying, like, it sounds like Dan Moore is going to have a, a really good shot to be the starter for week one. That isn't something we've talked about a whole lot. That was a guy, in my opinion, who I thought was going to be kind of the least likely to do anything in his rookie season. But here we are, uh, just a matter of hours away from our first preseason game. And now we're getting reports that he could potentially be the Steelers starter at left tackle. 
that blows my mind a little bit. That would mean all four of the Steelers' uh, first first four draft picks from the 2021 draft class, not only would they be uh, playing right away, but they'd be starting. That blows my mind right now, and uh, that is completely off-brand for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, we do have our second special guest of the evening who I'd like to welcome to the conversation now. Uh, that would be Maude from the Know-It-Alls podcast as well. How's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. What's going on, man? Nice to have you. Uh, nice to be a part of the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is our pleasure. Of course, uh, we had a Tate on in the first half, uh, th- your uh, your second half of your show. Uh, he, he missed football. How about you? Are you excited to have live football back on uh, the TVs? Man, listen, I am just – I'm super excited to have football back, man. I mean, you know, football, the main sport – basketball we talk everything you know basketball track of course we played it all coming up but you know as you can see behind me it's all about football and it's all about those guys <laughs> hey the the, uh, the root of our podcast is getting both sides before games so uh, we're excited to have you on first time of the year getting to a uh, break down another opponent so I, I i've been looking forward to this for some time really since that terrible ugly browns playoff loss that we try not to talk too much about but uh, I digress. Um, of course, both of our teams, the Steelers and the Cowboys, are playing the extra preseason game. In the history of the Hall of Fame game, no team has ever participated in the extra preseason game and won a Super Bowl. Uh, I suppose there's always time for a first, but do you like that your team is playing the extra preseason game or would you prefer that they weren't? You know what? I, I like it. I like it. I like it for the Steelers. I definitely like it for the Cowboys. Um, this gives us an opportunity to actually see some of the young guys get in here, man, and mix it up. There's a lot of guys on the Cowboys roster who haven't got any tick, you know. So I'm looking forward to this game. And, and, and I mean, we got three quarterbacks in, in, the, in the making right now after Dak that we got to get ready, man. I mean, you know, so this game will give us the opportunity uh, – uh, to kind of get these guys some some uh, reps in before we actually practice against the the Rams in, this weekend as well. So, gotcha. Now, for the Steelers fans, of course, that's uh, that's the preseason, so we don't exactly know all those kind of battles going on on the other side. But in my opinion, it would make it more exciting to know what uh, what I'm watching when the Cowboys take the field. So I guess just to kick things off on the top, are any of the star players like Dak or Zeke or Amari Cooper, are, are any of those guys planning to take the field? No, no. So um, Dak is out. Um, Amari's out. Uh, Tyron is out. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is out. Um, so you won't see none of those guys. You know, none of those guys will be playing. I'm happy, though. But some good stuff. We'll talk about Amari later. Some good stuff about Amari. Um, that I think you guys need to know um, coming into just coming into the season. But like I said, uh, you're not going to see most of the stars. Zeke is going to get some tick, you know, a couple of carries here and there. You're going to see Tony Pollard. uh, But, man, that's not who you should pay attention to. This is a a better Dallas defense that you're going to see. And that's what I would really be paying some attention to. Of course, we're seeing a lighter uh, 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 more agile Roethlisberger. That's good. But I don't know if he's even going to play tomorrow. But still in all, like I said, you know, um, this is where you're going to get a chance to see some of the younger guys get some tick. Oh, exactly. And uh, on the Steelers side, that's what we're looking out for, too. Of course, the battle for uh, the backup quarterback job. 
Our uh, our starting nickel jobs kind of up in the air as well, and, uh, and a few other backup positions. But so, uh, what kind of a position battle should uh, should I be looking for when the the Cowboys take the field on your side of things? Sheesh, man, I'm telling you. Um, like I said, there's some there's some young cats who haven't even got a, a chance to play. Um, what I feel sorry for is Reggie Robinson. He's been there, but he was hurt. Um, he's not. He hadn't even played. Uh, Nashawn Wright is not getting as much of the reps in practice that you want to see. Rashawn, uh, Nashawn is going – I mean, he was a, a draft pick of ours this year, and everybody was really high on him. But, man, uh, boss man, boss man is coming in, balling. So, at this point, you know, I – you know, it's one of those things where it's a court, it's a cornerback competition, and uh, Nashawn is losing. So, and, I mean, you want that. You want the, the camp to be like that. Brennan Eagles is not getting any run, of course, um, at wide receiver. Uh, Simi. Uh, Simi, I forget how you say Simi's last name, but from Stanford, wide receiver from Stanford, he's um, actually not getting enough ticks. We uh, Osiris Mitchell is balling in camp, so he's kind of taking those spots. So you're going to see a lot of these guys get in and mix it up with Ben DiNucci, uh, Garrett Gilbert, and Cooper Rush. So you know it's, you're going to see a lot of that in in on the offensive side of the ball. And then, like I said, on the defensive side of the ball, you're going to see some of these other cornerbacks who hadn't got some tick, probably get some tick, you know, because we're making cuts right after this. We're making cuts after the practice with the Rams. And after this game, there'll be some cuts that happen. Right. I, I think, I think the first cut down is five players before they uh, jump all the way down to 53. Um, Aside from that, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Are there any like known names that uh, like Steeler fans would recognize that are kind of on the chopping block right now? I know there's some guys in our team that uh, were, were kind of getting floated floated around, but are there any kind of known commodities that could end up on the free agent market before Week One? Man, no, not at all. I mean, outside of Malik Hooker, I mean, you know, Malik Hooker is hurt. He came in. Uh, he's questionable. He's not hurt. He passed the physical, but he's questionable. And we don't know if he's going to fit into this defensive scheme the way that we want him to. I mean, um, shucks. Uh, man, Tristan Hill. If, if there's anybody who's on the bubble, he's out and he's hurt. But, man, we got to get something from Tristan. If he, if he don't show us something in this offseason, he might be packing his bags. I mean, I'll give him a bus ticket myself. You know, get him out of here, you know, clean out his locker. I'll get down there and, and help him get a little duffel bag, clean out his locker. Because for the last couple of years, our defense, and that's the key for the Cowboys this year. You got to understand it. We're going how the defensive tackles go on defense. And Tristan Hill, who was a first-round draft pick, we ain't getting nothing out of him. So he would probably be the one that I would say, watch out for because he could get it. I know one of the big things that uh, Steeler fans are looking for, of course, is uh, how Dwayne Haskins compares to Mason Rudolph. Of course, the Cowboys last year losing Dak Prescott, you got to see a lot of your backup quarterbacks playing. Is is there anyone that's a lock to be a QB2, or is that kind of up in the air? Garrett Gilbert. It's still up in the air, but Garrett Gilbert is, is QB2. And um, definitely, he's a, you know, he's a former Longhorn, so former Longhorn. Uh, so, of course, I mean, I've, I've watched him. Yeah, hook him. I've watched him play, uh, you know, actually he, he's a, a Lake Travis kid. So I've watched him play all the way from, from um, high school. Um, definitely, you know, he's one of those guys who, um, to me, is 
uh, I want to see something good happen for Garrett. I mean, if you go all the way back to the Texas, uh, Texas, Alabama game, Garrett dang near beat Alabama himself. If it wasn't for that, uh, I think it was Hightower that came and hit him and caused him to fumble. We win that game. You know what I mean? And, and that's a second national championship. He had brought us back. He played with a lot of moxie, but then after that, you know, Texas will get to you, and he transferred to SMU. So he, he had a good career, then went to the Patriots, of course, as a backup, and now he's here. Garrett Gilbert's a solid quarterback. I mean, his dad was a quarterback pedigree at the, the, the Buffalo Bills. So, But Ben DiNucci is also balling in camp, and Cooper Rush has been balling for the last couple of years. They just couldn't take Andy Dalton's place because of the simple fact that you know, it's Andy Dalton. We paid that money for him to be a backup, and, you know, that's what it is. But I'd like to tell you, if you guys want to know the, the people to watch out for who have had an awesome camp right now is your boy, number 88, C.D. Lamb. I'm telling you, C.D. Lamb has been impressive. He is, uh, you know, Katie bought a door, shutting it down. I mean, he's right now – we have um, our starting cornerback who's starting at, at, at quarterback is Trevon Diggs, right? Trevon Diggs looks like a perennial pro bowler. He's having an awesome camp, right? C.D. Lamb is eating him for breakfast. I mean, down there tearing him up. And and right now, C.D.'s in Amari's place because Amari's hurt. Um, but get this, Amari has been playing wide receiver for, for years now at 225, 230. Amari's down to 215 and plans on playing at 210 now. So, you know, one of the things his, his mindset was, hey, you know, he he watched uh my guy down there in Atlanta, Julio Jones. He watched Julio Jones for a while and felt like, you know, this is how I need to play the game this big. But he's like, man, it, it hasn't did me any good. I, I hadn't paid any different. And he's a four-time Pro Bowl, four-time Pro Bowler. So as a four-time Pro Bowler, you would think, man, you don't don't change what you're doing. But no, Amari wants it all. You know, he wants it all this year. But I'm telling you, C.D. Lamb, watch him. Other person you need to watch, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz has came and, and taken t, uh, tight end one, and he's ready to go. Dalton Schultz looks like a good tight end, a solid tight end. I mean, making one-hand grabs, uh, very agile, making the blocks. So, I mean, those are players that are going to be good. And then at the linebacker position, LVE is back. <laughs> Leighton Vander Esch is back. He's back, man. I mean, he is playing uh, lights out football. So you're going to see him all over the place. Um, definitely Urban you'll see all over the place. And the last big uh, splash of the uh, our camp has been Randy Gregory. I mean, Randy Gregory, now that he can smoke with me, he, he's been handling his business. So I guess he's happy about that. I guess he's, he's seriously happy that he could go to the to the uh, training room and roll one <laughs> in, the, in the, uh, the field of play and, and make it happen. But, man, seriously, seriously, uh, those are the names that you should watch out for on the Cowboys side of the ball. You're going to see a lot of them. A lot. Oh, and Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons has definitely came in, solidified the middle linebacker position to the point to where Jalen is probably going to end up, um, Jalen Smith is going to end up having to play uh, right side linebacker, which is it's cool. I mean, you know, but hey, man, I mean, 
it, it goes how the defensive tackles go now. It, it really does. It's going to go out of the defensive tackles go. And we'll see. I mean, we got Neville Gallimore. You know, he's at one of them. And we'll see, you know, how he's going to do. And, of course, Tristan Hill. But um, Carlos Watkins is another one who, who was balling in camp at DT. So we'll see. We'll see. So when it comes to positions of uh, that are kind of more thin when it comes to depth, of course, in the preseason, that's kind of where uh, – Games could be won and lost, really, when it comes to uh, the, the nitty-gritty of crunch time. What what kind of spot should we, as Steeler fans, kind of be looking at? Like, okay, if it gets to the fourth quarter, the Cowboys are thin at this spot, maybe that's where uh, the Steelers could find some success. Running back, that would be the only thing that I would say, man, the Cowboys, thin there. Uh, defensively? Nah. I mean, the, the, the good thing about this, and, and I have to say this, Cowboys fans get this. We get this, um, and we're much like Steeler fans. We get this that they think we're just, you know, uh, homers, and we think every year we're going to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, I understand it. I understand. But I'm going to say something. This Cowboys camp is more focused than I've ever seen. I've, I've never seen these guys. I mean, to the point to where Dak is out here running sprints after practice. You know, this is QB1 out here running sprints after everybody's gone, right? So there's a whole other focus on top of this team. But at the linebacker position, of course, you got Jabril Cox. Um, you know, you got Luke Gifford. You got Mike, uh, Michael Parsons. You got Jalen Smith, Keanu Newell. Um, and then there's a guy who I really want you guys to uh, watch out for. Uh, I'm looking for his name. Uh, you gotta know this guy, man. Oh God, he's number fifty-seven, and he's new to our squad. He is Luke uh, Gifford. Luke Gifford, number fifty-seven. He has been all over practice, man. Him and Jabril Cox have made it hard for everybody. But you know, um, now that we got our line back, our line is 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 really too deep. So there's not really you know, any plugs inside of um, the Cowboys lineup at this point, except running back. Okay. No, that, that's an interesting one. Cause I, I think the Steelers definitely have uh, our, our kind of depth issues. So maybe uh, when the game gets to crunch time, we could see uh, the team in black and gold kind of fold a little bit. So now that will be something to look for and definitely some names I'll keep in the back of my mind. This is something I asked to Tate earlier in the show, though, and I'm curious your thoughts. Do, do you think winning in the preseason matters? Is, is it a big deal? Does it help build morale? Should we care about the wins and losses now, or is it something that really is kind of overrated? So you said something that was interesting, right? Um, depth is everything, right? You It doesn't matter if your first 11 is all world. If that, that next 11 – ain't ready to step up football is one of those games where you gotta you gotta have some luck by being healthy late or you gotta have depth right and these guys to me when you start thinking about that preseason doesn't matter but it's the records it's concerned you could, could you go oh and three and turn around and win the super bowl it's happened a couple of times right or oh and four now that we're playing so many preseason games god who cares um, so literally you could lose all of those, but if you were competitive and you actually put, um, people on the field 
and you saw depth and you saw uh, these guys being super competitive against the twos and the threes or the ones and the twos, yeah, you that that is what you want to see. That's you want to see you have enough depth to stay competitive and moving forward in in um to the regular season. Because if not, I mean the preseason meant nothing. I mean, you've got to get these guys reps, you got to get them ready, and because you just don't know it in football is next man up. I a hundred percent agree with you on that one. Um the next question I have for you is uh, more about the coaching staff now. Uh, another year with Mike McCarthy. Uh, how are you feeling with uh, with him in charge after last season? It's not him I was worried about. It was our defensive coordinator, man. He was, huh? They didn't buy they, those guys didn't buy into the system, and now we, you know, we have a dif- defensive coordinator, Nolan, and and a hey, man. Look, I, I have confidence in him. I have confidence in McCarthy. To the point to where I believe he's a great enough manager uh, and talent manager to to get it done. I mean, look what he did in Green Bay. You know, you, you could say that those those years towards the end, he he was tailing off and all of this. But hey, man, good enough manager, better than Barry Switzer, the the best coach we've had in a long time. Let's just put it like that. I'm super duper. I'm one of those guys who was not a Jason Garrett guy. Jason Garrett to me was a puppet coach and I, I really didn't, I wasn't happy with him. He he never got the best out of his teams. You know, even the years that we went, you know, um, 13 to three, he just, that, that was talent. That was in spite of him. It wasn't because of him. And I think McCarthy has something to do with the focus that these guys have in this offseason. I mean, when you look at it, like I said, these guys are focused in camp right now. And McCarthy has something to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's definitely one thing I'm going to be looking out for is just to see how uh, how this team, specifically the Cowboys here, how this team kind of gels together and and everything kind of works out. See how, see how well they play for their coach. So I, I think that's a big one. And uh, I like that you say he's the best coach the Cowboys have had in some time. That's 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 pretty big for any team. But uh, before before we get to the end of the show, I got a couple more questions for you. What do you think this Cowboys team's record is going to be at the end of the year? Of course, seventeen games. So what what kind of uh, what are you feeling for uh, the Dallas Cowboys? Man, uh, I went through this with with Tate and, him, and I, I at least I see us winning twelve. I see us winning 11, 12 games this year. Easy, you know. Um, I, I think with the return of Dak um, and with the return of Amari Cooper, barring injury, barring injury now. Um, you, you got to look at um, Zeke right now. Zeke has not looked this good since um, coming into camp, since he came to the league. And Zeke is trim. He's sleek. He's moving fast. His cuts is on par. I mean, definitely he is uh, the Zeke of old. Everybody say he lost a step. You won't see that this year. You know, the other thing about that is the, the reason why I say that the Cowboys will have great success this year is the offensive line was back. People forget that we were hurt, like, really bad last year. And then defensively, we have some cohes- cohesiveness. We may not be, you know, a uh, top 10 defense, but I guarantee you we're going to be in that 10 to 20 this year. I guarantee it, you know, because the competition, 
that is happening on that defensive side of the ball is ferocious. And then you brought in some vets, some Wiley vets to be able to kind of speak to some people. And then you got Demarcus Lawrence on one side, Randy Gregory on the other. Man, I'm I'm looking forward to this this season. And I 11-12 games that we'll win easy. 11-12 games. Uh, no, I, I definitely like that. Oh, unfortunately, I do have a super chat, but it is throwing a little bit of shade. I have to load it up. Sean Manahan throws two dollars in the tip jar and says, "Even with Dak, y'all were one and four. Uh, do, do you do you have any words to respond to Sean Manahan on the on the on the absolutely, Mister Manahan? Thank you for your comment and your tip. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, you know, so because you tipped, you have the ability to speak. But you know, you got to have a defense. You can't blame Dak. You got to have a defense if you're not stopping anybody. And uh, last year, defensively, they were not cohesive." Nobody bought into that that defense that was there. I forget the last defensive coordinator. He was so bad. I forget his name. Um, you know, realistically, nobody bought into that. And defensively, we were getting ramrodded. So Dak was out there playing, you know, pitch up tackle and basically trying to win by himself. He would score. Then the other team would score. And he would score. And the other team would score. Nobody was stopping anybody on that side of the ball. But you forget they weren't stopping us. And Dak was on par to break every passing record that there was out there before like 6, he got 6000 yards yeah right yeah before he got hurt so if you think about that and you put a healthy Zeke back a healthy offensive line back and a defense he can stop sir I'm I'm sorry sir you're going to see a, a a different cowboy football team definitely oh I love it um we are at the top of the hour so is there anything you want to plug before uh, we sign off mod Definitely. I want to send shout outs to uh, Tate, who was here earlier, and uh, my brother, Big G, definitely the Know It All's podcast. If you get, if y'all get a chance, make sure you stop by Know It All's on um, definitely on YouTube. You can catch us on Facebook. We're there everywhere. Uh, I appreciate uh, Behind the Steel Curtain to giving us opportunity to, to talk Cowboys. I love the Cowboys and the Longhorns. So whenever you want to talk Cowboys and Longhorns, I got you. I'm your man. So <laughs> definitely appreciate you guys, man. Thank you for having us out. Oh, our pleasure. And uh, I know you're not on the schedule, but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully you can be there late in February. That uh, would probably be uh, the situation we'd all be looking out for. A fourth Steelers-Cowboys Super Bowl. Yeah, I- I'd buy in for that. <laughs> yeah, I- I'll take that. I'll take that. I really would. I mean, you know, last time that we were we were there and matched up, I think somebody had Neil O'Donnell's family member in the basement or something because he was throwing the Larry Browns <laughs> wide open. He, I mean, he was just pick six, and you get a pick six, and you yeah, yeah. he was just throwing, so he was wide open. He, uh, Larry must have had on a Steeler jersey or something. I, I don't understand it, but yeah. So I, I I would hope to to see you guys late in the year and get and get this, you guys, Steeler Nation. I want you to understand, it could very well happen. It's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. Both teams are different this year, and I think both teams have made some uh, strides to get better this year. Now, it's just going to depend on staying healthy. Oh, absolutely, especially with that extra game. Once again, Maude from the Know-It-Alls podcast. And, again, thanks to Tate for coming on earlier. Uh, Once again, this is BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're checking out the entire family of podcasts, specifically on uh, those uh, streaming uh, apps, There's a ton of content that you don't get on YouTube and Facebook that you do get there. So make sure you're subscribing wherever you get your podcast from. And before we go, as always, make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. 
for your breaking news, your commentary, film rooms, etc. You want that Steelers content, you're going to find it there. So I want to thank everyone, uh, both of our guests, uh, for coming on, and thank everyone for tuning, uh, tuning in and joining the ride with us. We'll catch you guys next week. By that time, we'll have football actually have been watched. It, it cannot get better than this. So once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, for tuning in. 